0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Code Clarity podcast, where we discuss a PMCPA case ruling, ABPI code hot topic, and trends in pharma complaints. I'm Rena. And I'm Jean. So, today's few minutes is going to cover all the essentials around using LinkedIn because we feel very strongly that everyone should have a bit more compliance confidence. Jean, I don't know about you, but I'm finding the complaints in this area that are published on the PMCPA website are getting a bit boring now. I mean, they all seem to say the same old thing. Yeah. Basically everybody seems to be making the
1: same mistake and you know, everybody makes mistakes, but you've got to learn from those mistakes. So we need to, (laughs) that's the whole point of case being published, isn't it? That we learn from each other's mistakes and we stop doing it.
0: (laughs) As I say to my kids all the time, yeah, precisely that. So I think it would be really good to maybe talk A little bit around what that kind of what those mistakes are maybe like what the key issue tends to be
1: yeah i mean for me i think it's either a lack of understanding on that the uk code applies to to whatever Mm -hmm. people are engaging with or, or posting um and also i think a big one is a lack of understanding of what the main risk is of that promotion to the public and what promotion actually is. Um, so yeah, I think those are the those two in my mind are the two big issues about people not understanding the UK code applies to certain things, um, and then not understanding what promotion to the public actually is, or just promotion. To be fair, I think some people just don't understand what promotion yeah. is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we I, I did a poll a, a little while ago on LinkedIn asking people whether they thought a particular post was under the scope of the code or not, and. You know, it was about somebody posting about a conference that we're at on behalf of the company. And actually quite a sizable chunk of people thought that was personal, didn't even realize the code applies. So you're so right. That is a good starting point is to think about who does the code apply to? So we know UK-based pharma companies and employee accounts as well. The second question I would ask is, when does the code apply? So in LinkedIn, we have the profile section, which you know, contains like your experience and stuff. You have your posts that are pushed out. And then you have engagement, which is like your likes and your shares and your comments, et etc. et cetera. And then I think the third question to go with the who and the when is what. So what kinds of content does the code apply to? And a good rule of thumb is, If the content relates to your commercial professional interests, so that's not just about corporate stuff, it's therapy areas, medicines, unlicensed areas, pipeline, then of course the code's going to apply to that content.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm just going to say now at this point that, as Reena mentioned, there's loads of um, cases on this and we've put a few of the relevant ones in the description um, to this podcast and you can find all of those on pmcpa.org.uk website. Um, but yeah so i think you're right it's that um the understanding of what it applies to um and then i'll come back to the not understanding that actually on linkedin your biggest risk is promotion to the public i think we get very comfortable of thinking that linkedin's like a professional networking site i mean that's that's what it is that's how it's mm-hmm. built um, mm-hmm. but it's just that realization that you may be thinking that you're just posting to your colleagues or peers and pharma or perhaps you are directing some information to healthcare professionals or even journalists, but actually it's an open site and everyone can see it. It's not a closed group. Everyone can see it. So it's better to think that whatever I say on here, whatever I engage with, it's going to be seen by members of the public. And then that's the big thing of promotion to the public. And then that second point about what is promotion is we know from case rulings, it's not being set out clearly. And, you know, we know what, The code talks about what promotion is not, and then it just talks about for promotion you need to do this, that, and the next thing. But promotion, we know from case rulings, is two or more attributes about your medicine usually, Um, and that's not just brand name. That could be generic name. It could even be just drug class. So any of those with say disease area, we know from past rulings, the panel have ruled that that is promotion to the public. And and actually, if you've if you're fortunate or unfortunate enough to to have a brand in your company which is really well known by the public and um, so for example botox viagra would be another example Then the panel has ruled that just mentioning the name with nothing else is enough to promote to the public so understanding that that of what the content is and how it might be viewed is key as well i'd say
0: and you're so right it's actually the, the risk isn't with social media the risk is not understanding what promotion is and now that we have a new social media channel threads launched i don't want people mm-hmm. to panic and go oh my god there's a new risk there is no new risk it's the same old yes. same old it's yeah. just a different platform so you know what, let's that's talk what... positively about three Sorry. examples of what pharma can actually engage with And we can do it compliantly do it with a bit of confidence so i'll go first i think the first kind of post is a recruitment post if it doesn't contain a promotional claim of course it's not going to then yeah of course you should be liking and sharing those posts which are advertising jobs in your company have you got another
1: one um yeah so coming off the back of the recruitment post i would say you mentioned the profile section and we know there's been some rulings that if you put in um your profile. So the first thing people say, if you if you mention those two attributes, you can um breach promotion to the public. But we also know from cases that if that information sits in the experience section, so more where people have to go looking for it, which would be recruiters or whatever, then that's okay. You can talk about it in the experience section, but just don't have it sort of pushed onto members of the public who might just stumble across your profile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a good third one as well. And this is a bit of a rant about the industry in general, which is when we see a great disease awareness campaign, not only should we be liking that because it's company approved material, but actually we should be looking at what other companies are doing in disease awareness and actually liking those things as well, because the point of disease awareness is to increase the reach and get these messages heard by members of the public. So we need to act as one industry there and not individual companies yeah so yeah, i think absolutely. Jean, there's so much more that we could say and you're about yeah
1: to. <laughs> oh yeah i was just going to add my little negative chime again of i absolutely agree with the disease oh, yeah. awareness posts about liking and reposting but my note of caution would be remember that they have been approved they have been certified uh, by the company so if you then add some comments onto that that would be seen as that you were changing the final form. So yes, like and share, but Don't add any comments to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like I I was saying earlier, there's so much more that we could say. We have loads of other resources as well from Code Clarity, kind of help you in the whole of the social media space. But I think we could almost do another podcast on on the more advanced usage of LinkedIn, for example, advertising promotional meetings using LinkedIn. I like talking about things like that. But until next time, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and see you later. Yeah, tune in for the next one.
1: Bye you uh-huh.